Hector alcoholic. Well, they asked me to talk about step 11. Hope I have it here. Okay. Okay. You know, if you if you get tired or something, you can leave. No big deal. I would like it offended. <laughs> I'll try to make it in just half an hour. Um, it says, thought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him. Praying only, only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And the two most important words to me is pray only and improve. Improve assumes that we already have a relationship with God. And the way to improve it is by doing prayer and meditation, which have been around for thousands of years. And they are really the most important and simplest way to make conscious contact with God. Um, If we read on page 85 at the end of the chapter to the end of the chapter on 88, that's really step 11. And these short pages were given three different formats to teach us how to use prayer at different times of the the day. I'm not going to go through them, but you know what they are, right? The first one is on awakening, the book says. Let us think about the 24 hours ahead. And they give us about five or six suggestions what to do. What I do before I get up, before I put my foot on the floor, Before I put my foot on the floor, when I open up my eyes and I'm half awake, I begin to give thanks. Thank you, God. Some people don't wake up. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for my house. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for my program. Thank you for my sobriety. Please, dear Lord, guide me today that I can be useful, that I will not be so selfish. But I keep giving thanks and thanks and thanks. So I start the day by giving thanks. You see, because it, I think it, uh, Plato said 2,500 years ago, he said, a grateful mind is a great mind that eventually attracts to itself great things. You know, if I start the day with gratitude, I, I will be... You know, and that's mode for the rest of the day. And then as we continue, it says the middle of the day, as we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful. And they give us some directions what to do in the middle of the day. And it's interesting that it says we pause. We pause. Because, you know, when I'm in my turmoil, I cannot hear anything. I cannot do anything. I just react. And I usually don't react in a civilized manner. So if I pause, I have much more of a chance to do God's work. And that I will, I will behave from the point of view of love and, and not fear. And then the answer is at nighttime, when we retire at night, you know, we constructively review the day. And it gives also another set of for another format to review the day, see if we owe some amends or whatever. You have it in the books, so I'm not going to go through them. Okay. I wrote about prayer because I like to read and I'm referring a lot to this, you know. Inside of me, there's an everlasting source of power, better known as God's grace. 
If I learn to harness it, that power can heal me. It can inspire me by telling me what to do and how to how to do it. It can give me inner peace, and most important, it can give me direct connection to the indwelling power of God. And prayer and meditation, as I said before, are the best way to make conscious contact with God. And we can do prayer, you know, whatever we are in the car. Sometimes I thank you, God, for this. Or I'm going to an interview or something. Please, God, you come with me because I'm frightened by this. I cannot do it alone. In traffic, especially in traffic. Because I sound like Mother Teresa from the podium. who put me in traffic and I become Charles Manson. I'm getting better, though. Four weeks ago, I had an accident, a small accident. It really changed my driving. I'm always rushing. Why am I rushing? I have nowhere to go. I'm retired. I don't have to work for the rest of my life. I leave the gym at 8 o'clock in the morning. My, 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 my house is like seven blocks. I'm rushing. I have to get to my house. To do what? Contemplate my garden? You know what I mean? What is it? Watch TV, and I get to an accident. And my beautiful car is wrapped. The whole right side is, I have to have it, it's being repaired now. I have to stop. And for the last three and a half weeks, I've been driving differently. I think finally I got the message. Be still. Be still. You know? Um, I think I, I talked to you, okay, they have to make, the thing is to make contact with God. To God's grace, which is inside of me, I already gave you the, the, the definition of God's grace. It's a merited gift. It's God in me. See, I have to make God contact with God. God doesn't have to make contact with me. He knows where I am. He didn't lose my file. You know what I mean? He knows where I am. So it's my job to make conscious contact with God. I am... Um, you see, God's grace, as God's children, you know, we're heirs to God's grace. We always have to remember, you know, that we're, we're at one with us. Because all my problems come from only one thing. My mistaken notion that I'm separate from God. And all my solution is remembering my oneness, my sonship with God. Somebody else said a different way. A different way. All my pains come from isolation. All my healing comes from joining. That's AA, isn't it? Isn't it? All my pains come from isolation. All my healing comes from joining. And especially remembering that the Father and I are one. That what I am, God is at all time. Okay? I think I said it to you. Faith without prayer is aimless. I can have faith, but I have to, I want to have a relationship with God. I have to talk to God. See, it's aimless unless I talk to God. It anchors myself in that union that I have with God. And then I said, and prayer without faith is useless. The most important ingredient for prayer, you know, is faith. Pray like knowing that the gift is already given. Because it's the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's what I believe. And I wrote it down because I'm senile. Sometimes I forget. 
You know, prayer is not, you know, a petition, a supplication, or a begging thing. Prayer is a dialogue with God for the purpose of aligning ourselves with the will of God. Man always longed for a relationship with a higher power, and prayer is the proper channel for that. And prayer doesn't do anything to the mind of God. Prayer does something to the mind of the person praying. The nature of God never alters. It's always love. No matter what I do, God loves me. Why? Because love is the only healing power. And in our case, the love that really heals us is the love we give you. I give you. It's wonderful that you love me, but it's infinitely much more important that I love you. Because the only healing love is the one, the love we give. That's why the book says, when everything else fails, it doesn't say go out and buy another cashmere sweater, does it? When everything else fails, find a newcomer, somebody to talk to, to love, to care. And the more love I give, the more I have to give. Because I'm not the source. God is the source. I'm the channel. And what is it when I do service? What is that? Is God made visible? Okay? Is God in action? Whoever did the coffee, that's God in action. That's a, it's a loving act. That's what I believe. Uh, we must pray only for God's will and guidance. Otherwise, we are telling God what to do. See, I thought that having a Mercedes was good for me. Being on television was good for me. Having the Ralph Lauren suits was good for me. And I had all that, and I ended up dead for three days in the intensive care unit. So obviously, I don't know what's good for me. So pray for God's will. What is the Lord which you want me to do? You know, and I can pray for things. If I don't have transportation to my work, please, God, you know, I need some transportation. You show me what I should do. You guide me. Because I may want a Pinto and God may want a Rolls Royce for me. You know what I mean? So why shortchange myself? <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, like, think about God, you know, love just, I'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. The book says the same thing, page 13. Never was I to pray for myself, except as my request before bore usefulness to others. Sometimes prayer is an easy activity, but in general, for most of us, it's not. As a general rule, most people do not enjoy praying. And I pray probably 80% of the time, but sometimes I'd rather watch Jay Leno. You know, and I said, God, Hector, you can watch this idiot for two hours. You cannot dedicate five minutes to, to, to God. When you're ready to drink, what are you going to call? Jay Leno? <laughs> so we get bored and lazy, but we must get back to it. We really must get back to prayer. Even when we're not, we don't want to feel like doing it. Because everything we do in life is a prayer, by the way. Everything we think, everything we say, every action we take is a prayer. Pray without ceasing. 
And that's why I have to really be at one with God. So all those things are really a reflection of the guy which is inside of me. Sometimes I said to the guys I sponsor, what do you, I said, no, this is God's will for me. Oh, yeah? Okay, what would you do if God was standing next to you and says, okay, son, show me what my will is. Let's see if that would be your will. Um, it's important to pray, you know, it's okay to pray at different times. I pray sometimes in the car, in the car and I'm not talking like half an hour prayer. You know, I'm driving or something. I talk to God. Thank you, God, for this beautiful day. You know, thank you for my car. Please help me driving because these idiots don't know how to drive. So you teach me patience. <laughs> you know, the ones they ask Chuck C, how was it that he drove so beautifully and serene? And he said, that's because I only drive my car. See, I don't drive their cars. I'm always telling you how to drive your car. And I don't say it with very spiritual words either, you know. So, so it's important not to pray also always with the same words and thoughts. It's okay that we say the thirst of prayer and the, uh, our Father, but just with God, like with a good friend, we have to really develop a relationship. If I want to develop a relationship with this gentleman here, I cannot recite verse after verse. I have to talk to him. And just like this God, which is a loving friend, I have to talk to him. I have to have a dialogue with God. And it's important what we call, I call a spiritual practice. It's wonderful that we do it all day long. And thank you, God, for this. I'll drive a second. But I, mix, I must make time every day. And I don't do it every day. I said 80%. To set that time aside. Five minutes. Five minutes. Because I get pissed with the guys I, I sponsor. So, oh, I cannot do God. Five minutes you cannot dedicate to God? How much television do you watch a day? Well, two and a half hours. Oh, really? And no five minutes for God. I said, dedicate to God. Especially in the morning when the day is fresh. If we're not taken out by the poison. And please don't watch the news in the morning. Please don't watch the news. That's negative garbage. Have you ever felt great after watching the news? Oh, I feel so good. Oh, such a wonderful news, you know. I don't know, but in L.A. it's always a car chase. Somebody's, the cops are chasing somebody. Why do they show it? And have you ever seen that they never show when that guy is caught and then when they sentence him to jail? They never do it. It's so negative. So I have to start with really talking to God. Five minutes. You know, it's called a spiritual practice. A spiritual practice. The other day I took a little uh, lecture with somebody and he's saying these things that it was so wonderful. You know, what we think about God. And he said, think about this. What if God has a desperate need to have a relationship with you? That he really, he yearns, he's nostalgic, he's passionate to have a love affair with you. Think about that. He wants really, he feels that you are necessary for his work. Because men and women are God's greatest creation. Men are the only animals on earth that worship. You know. And just think, and she says, 
It is, you are deliberately necessary for God's work. What if, you know, he says, what if God was looking at you all the time and said, why didn't she talking to me? I adore her. I want to have an affair with her, a, a spiritual affair. She, no, I, I'm ready to give her the kingdom. And she wants to settle for a new pair of shoes from Kmart. You know what I mean? How? Think about it. This power is passionately in love with you. That's why he or she created you. And we're not responding. What would happen if we pray and meditate to that kind of God? What would be? Okay. Uh, one of the things that uh, Joel Goldsmith says, not in this word, say, pray in secret and pray in silence. Because every time we pray, pray in public, the ego is involved. Remember, the, the, just for today, the little paper that says, do something today, be a kind action, and don't tell anybody. If you tell, it doesn't count. The same with God. It's much more important to pray in silence, to pray in secret. Because whatever I do from the podium, the ego is involved. I don't care who is speaking from the podium. But when you do it alone, it's so, so much more important. And by the way, we work the program together. But we enter the kingdom of God alone. Because the kingdom of God is inside of each one of us. And that's a solitary journey that we have to take alone. We cannot help you there. And prayer and meditation are the best avenues to really be at one with that indwelling energy, that divinity, that kingdom of God, that still small voice which is inside of all of us. Okay, how about meditation? Uh, God's grace can best real, be best realized by a state of inner silence. A state of inner alertness to receive the highest and most precious gift that God can give us. His grace. You know, some people think of God as Santa Claus. You know, they ask for things. God, can I give you any... Well, can I give you... Can I give me anything? Because everything that he can give me is already given is inside of me. Love is inside of me. Prosperity is inside of me. Kindness is inside of me. Vision is inside of me. Compassion is inside of me. God doesn't go around giving Rolls Royce to this person and a, a, a painter to this person. God, in my belief, has nothing to do with the material world. The thing of God is spiritually, and it can only be discerned spiritually. So, like people say, sobriety is a gift from God. Okay, if you believe that, I respect it. I don't believe that. So if you got us, sobriety is a gift from God, right? How about the 80% who doesn't get sobriety? Oh, they're the ungifted ones. God doesn't love them. He just gave us sobriety. And remember, only five, five maybe between five and 20% of people who come to A get sobriety. That's kind of a Santa Claus kind of uh, uh, God. You get sobriety. You get sobriety. Oh. I don't like his hairdo. He dies in a car accident drunk. 
Who gets sobriety? She gets sobriety. Oh, she's flat-chested. She dies drunk. You know, what kind of a God is that? God's grace is inside of all of us, whether we choose to access it and harness it and use it is up to me. You see that the book says, are you willing to go to any lens? It doesn't say, excuse me, you want to stay sober? Be sober. Let's check if your higher power is willing to go to any lens. No, are you willing to go? Made a decision. I have to make a decision. God is always willing. Another thing, God's timing. Oh, and God's timing. Excuse me. God's time is always now. Now. God is not I was or I will be. I am. God is always in the present. Life is always in the present. In the infinite now. And that's what I believe. That God is always available to me. God is always willing. God's time is always now. So we'll get to meditation. And uh, meditation is not escape from life. It's a peaceful encounter with reality. Because my real life is not out there. That's an illusion. My real life is inside of me. That's why in AA we call it an inner journey. And the deeper I go, the more work I do, inner work, the more at peace I will be the more connected I am with that incredible spiritual energy which is inside of me. And then all those things out there will not affect me so much because I don't depend so much in the material world. So prayer and meditation really is my antidote for my hunger for the material world, which you just heard me when I pitched, it didn't fix me. I had the Mercedes. I had the money in the bank. I saw on television myself maybe 40, 50 times. And I ended up dead for three days. So the only sustenance that's going to help me is the one that's inside of me. Okay. You know, for most of us, it's very difficult to sit and be quiet. Meditation is a difficult practice to accomplish. But the purpose of meditation is to receive divine guidance from God. But if we go into meditation with a purpose to get such and such a result or such and such an answer, I have already failed. I had to surrender myself and let God tell me, listen to the still small voice. And I had a few moments, you know, when I have meditated. And, uh, you know, they talk about, you know, the spiritual moment. I don't remember now the name that they were given in the book. A spiritual experience. And it was phenomenal. But I, I've been sober 24 years, right? Probably have five of them. It's phenomenal. It was, I felt so soft. I felt I had transcended my body. Almost that I was not here in the physical world. I remember once we were sitting by the Big Bear Lake doing the steps with a bunch of guys. And he said, let's meditate. And I could hear the murmur of the, 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 the little waves in the lake. 
and I closed my eyes and I was not in this world. I was not in America, I was not in Argentina. I went someplace else. It was very peaceful, very soft. All the tension was gone. And I felt something I never felt before. And I had maybe four or five of us of those in 24 years. But they were magnificent. You know, there's a purity in meditation. Sometimes I'm meditating, and when I go to church, uh, because I'm a spiritual practitioner in my church, sometimes we have to hold the vigil, what they call it. For the whole service, we have to be meditating, anchoring the presence of God. And, and sometimes, you know, you go to a place that you're totally disconnected with it, and then you open the, the eye, oh my God. You know, it's like a total different world. There's so much peace inside of me and inside of you. That's what I believe. Okay. There are many, many forms of meditation. I'm not going to go into all of them. And, uh, and not one particular form of meditation is suitable for everybody. We all have to find, you know, our own uh, form of meditation. There are walking meditation, there are watch people when they put a candle, they look at the candle. There are ones that you have a karma, which is a word that you choose, that you repeat quietly. There are some people who concentrate on the breathing. It doesn't matter. You have to find the one that best suits you. You know, but basically all the techniques are just, the purpose is to quiet the mind. The ego doesn't want us to quiet the mind. Think you have to pay the, the rent tomorrow, you know what I mean? Uh, you don't have a relationship yet, you know what I mean? Uh, you have to, no, be still, be still. And the thing is, when those thoughts, people think if you're a great meditator, all that's going to go away. No. At the most, you can be, you know, silence, truly silent for like a few seconds. And when the thing, the technique is, not to fight when the thought comes in. Not to give it power. Just to observe it. Not to get angry. And just go back to your breathing or to your car. Whatever, it, you know, the, the, the word that you're repeating inside yourself or whatever. It is, just don't give it power. The minute you fight with it, you lost it. That's a technique. Mm. I wrote... The purpose of prayer and meditation is to break our attachment to the material world. Nothing requires more discipline than the spiritual way of life. But nothing gives us greater joy, greater peace, and greater security than entering our inner sanctuary and realizing that the Father and I are one. I'm going to... Stop, well, stop now. But what I like to do is, if you allow me, let's do one minute meditation. Are you game for it? Yeah. Okay. So let's sit very comfortably. Relax the body. The reason of the position is always to ignore the body so that we're not aware of the body. Just go within and let go. Let go of everything that happened up to now, what happened during the week what happened at work, even what I said, just relax, let go. Concentrate on your breathing. See your life going in and out, 
breathe deeply. If a noise comes in or a thought comes in, just observe it. Let go. Let go. Let go of the tension. Remember where you are, goddess, at full force. very gently without breaking the consciousness that we have now let's say the serenity prayer God I offer myself to thee to build with me and do with me thou wilt relieve me this bondage yourself that beareth thy will Very, very gently, don't rush it, open your eyes. Don't rush it. Don't speak. Did you see how the energy in the room changed? God is at hand. I didn't make it happen. We don't make it happen. We just make it welcome. Remember, that is all around us, in us, and us, us. He loved us so much that he created us in his own image. It's just our task through prayer and meditation to contact that inner beauty inside of all of us. Thank you for letting me share.